Let me in. This is Sunday night's main event. What do you guys want to talk about? On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge a stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge me. It's Sunday. And you know what that means. I'm Boris Roberto Aguilar, welcoming you to Canada's premier wrestling radio show, Sunday Night's Main Event, powered by Destiny Wrestling. For all of your show and ticketing needs, go to destinywrestling.ca. This show is always free across the country on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land. You can also find us in podcast form, and all you need to do is go to your favorite podcast catcher and search for Sunday night's main event, and that is the best way to listen to the motley crew and cast of characters that this entire network has to offer because we do more than just the radio show. We actually have review shows. We have opinion shows. We have roundtables and so much more if you like the written word well the best place to check out all of the news interviews opinions and so much more for professional wrestling is by going to slam wrestling that's slamwrestling.net and as always thanks too much for slam wrestling for being part of the s enemy family if you want to be part of the family, well, all you need to do is go to Patreon and join our Patreon. And like I said, over the next little bit, the Patreon's going to be revamped. You're going to be getting so much more being part of the Patreon, including a yearly gift. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. And if you want to keep supporting the show and buy some SNME radio merch, well, go to Chopped Tees. That's Chopped Dash Tees.com, and under the brands, you'll be able to find SNME Radio. Well, this is an interesting week. We've been so busy as we head towards the road to WrestleMania. And, well, as you're listening to this, either revolution is about to happen, is happening, or has happened. So, as such, I think we're going to be chatting a little bit more WrestleMania this week. So, joining me on the S Enemy Roundtable is a Smack Daddy himself, Brad the Dad McKinnon, and a Raw Dog, that's Eric B., who both have shows here on the network. And we're going to be chatting, well, Becky Lynch, The Rock, and Fond Sting Memories. Also on the show, as I mentioned, we're going to be showing some love to other promotions this week, and we're going to be talking all about NWA. So Tommy Martinez from Slam Wrestling was able to sit down with Kyle Davis of NWA, and they were chatting about the current state of NWA, what Billy Corgan has planned, pay-per-views, question mark, and their deal with the CW app. That's an interview you're not going to miss out. And just remember, for the entire interview, go to slamwrestling.net. But we have the audio for you right here tonight. And then later on in the show, Tommy Martinez is going to be joining me as we talk more about the state of NWA and what he thinks is coming up for NWA. W A well it's a jam-packed show and like I said we're changing things up because well revolution is happening right now so without further ado let's get to the news of the week I'm afraid I've got some news in some sad news 
Earlier this week, former WWE WCW star Virgil, real name Mike Jones, passed away. The news came from Mark Charles III, who posted the following on Facebook. My dear friends, it is with great sorrow that I bring news from the Jones family of the passing of our beloved Michael Jones, whom we know and loved as Virgil, Vincent, Soul Train, Jones, and more. Virgil passed peacefully at the hospital this morning, and I ask that you pray for him and for his family. May his memory be eternal. Virgil had been dealing with numerous health issues in recent years, including a diagnosis of dementia in 2022 and two strokes prior to that. His sister stated that he never had cancer, as had previously been claimed. We wish nothing but the best for his loved ones, fans, and family. During a recent episode of the Matt Men podcast, Andrew Zirian addressed the speculation about Tony Khan signing a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery. Zarian expressed confidence that an agreement between the two parties is imminent. This is what he had to say. I do feel confident that the deal is happening. I do feel confident that their library is going somewhere on Max. I don't feel like AEW is in danger of losing their TV. In fact, as far as I know, there are more opportunities for AEW on WBD properties, and that has to do with outside of pro wrestling as well. Well, there you go. There's more and more speculation about this, and one can only wonder what and where and for how much. AEW is going to be signing with WB Discovery. There seems to be more and more rumor and speculation around Drew McIntyre's future with the WWE earlier this week. There were some reports on the internet, because the internet doesn't lie to us, right? That Drew McIntyre had re-signed with the company. Well, there was a rumor going around on Tuesday that McIntyre had signed a new deal with WWE. PW Insider reports that this is not the case and nothing has changed regarding McIntyre's contract situation. If you missed NXT on Tuesday, well, you missed the return of the Perfect Ten. But this time, he's going as Sean Spears. Sean Spears is back in WWE under the NXT banner. The former AEW star returned to WWE on Tuesday's episode of NXT after weeks of teases for the man behind three the three faces vignette. He ended up attacking Ridge Holland with a chair. Spears had been with WWE off and on for years as he first signed a developmental deal in 2006 and briefly worked on WWE's ECW brand in 2008 and 2009. He departed for good in 2019 where he then went to AEW before finishing up last year year fightful square brennan reports he will go by the spears name for his run and not return to ty dillinger only a few people were actually aware of the surprise and for some backstage it was a complete shock for you to be able to surprise people in 2024 now that is a feat WWE has locked down the trademark rights to WWE World. On February 26th, WWE filed for WWE World. The trademark is listed for event purposes. The first iteration of the world, which seems to be happen in collaboration with Fanatics events, will start at WrestleMania 40 weekend from Thursday, April 4th through Monday, April 8th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia. Tickets went on sale last week, ranging from $30 to $300. For those of you who attended WrestleMania back in the day, including here in 2002 in Toronto. Well, you know exactly what you're going to be getting when it comes to WWE The World because this seems to be the access replacement. 
Speaking of trademarks, WWE has also locked down the trademark rights to the World Wrestling Entertainment for a new category. On February 23rd, WWE filed for it as the trademark listed for drink water purposes. Here's just some examples of what this could include. Drinking glasses, beer mugs, portable beverage coolers, bottle openers, lunch boxes, coffee cups and mugs, and so much more. So soon, you'll be able to buy your WWE-branded drinkware. Live production work has been very busy during Elimination Chamber and WWE Raw. During the Elimination Chamber, we were seeing some blackouts during the event, not because of technical issues, but during the tag team title match, Dominic Mysterio was getting the middle finger from the entire front row, which they decided to block. Then this past Friday, Fox censored Die Rocky Die signs during the Rock segment with the bloodline on WWE SmackDown. If you notice that there were issues with the Fox feed during the opening segment, well, it just wasn't you. It was what I had just mentioned. But maybe these signs were in German saying the Rocky the as mentioned last week wwe is close on a location for this year's SummerSlam premium live event fightful's sean ross sap reported that wwe was looking to hold the event in cleveland ohio WrestleVotes confirmed at Sean Ross's report and added that WWE is close to finalizing a deal that will bring SummerSlam to the Cleveland Browns Stadium. This is going to all be happening Saturday, August 3rd. A formal announcement should come sometime in April. As you know, WWE will be leaving Fox this fall and has signed a five-year agreement to bring SmackDown back to the USA Network. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, friend of the show Dave Meltzer noted that WWE is still planning to hold the show on Friday nights when they move to the USA Network. Hiroshi Tanahashi of New Japan Pro Wrestling will be out of action for some time due to an ankle injury. Interesting comments from Miro directed at AEW's Tony Khan, a.k.a. His boss. During Tony Khan's media call for AEW Revolution earlier in the week, he mentioned having to cancel Revolution's Meet Madness match due to injuries. Miro's name was mentioned. Miro then responded on X with insinuating Khan doesn't keep in contact with him. This is the tweet. Well, the X, I guess. I've been injured since September and I got medical attention in January. Sorry he wasn't aware of it. Tensions seem to be pretty high right now in AEW, as there's also some reports and word that there's a mini-rebellion happening in AEW with talent not agreeing to and not going through with creative plans for them, and also talent not being aware whether they're going to be used for TV that night until they show up to the arena. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire, but until we get official word, all of this is just rumor, innuendo, and speculation. We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And just remember that later on in the show, we're going to be showing NWA some love as Tommy Martinez from Slam Wrestling sat down with Cal Davis talking about the state of NWA. Then we're going to be sitting down with Tommy Martinez himself to chat about NWA in 2024. But 
right after the break. I am going to be joined by the S enemy roundtable as Brad the Dad McKinnon, a smack daddy himself, and Eric B, a raw dog himself. Sit down with me, and we're going to be chatting about Sting memories, Becky Lynch, The Rock, and so much more. So you're not going to miss a thing here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. From pillar to post and coast to coast, this is Sunday Night's Main Event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Hey, did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Reckless? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up. Vanna Black, Tara Zep, Lince Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Welcome back to TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network. And you're listening to Sunday night's main event. And, well, like I mentioned earlier on the show, AEW Revolution is happening right now. Well, if you're listening to us on the radio... So we're going to be changing things up a little bit this week. We're going to be showing some love to other promotions, namely NWA this week. So stay tuned for our interview with Kyle Davis. And from SlamWrestling.net, we're going to be bringing on Tommy Martinez, who just happens to cover NWA for Slam Wrestling. And just remember that you can get the best news, interviews, and so much more over at SlamWrestling.net. Net. But right now, we're going to be chatting the week that was pro wrestling with in the SNME roundtable. And joining me this week from the Raw Review, he's a raw dog himself, Eric B. Eric, welcome back to the show. Bow wow, everybody. I'm only here because Boris said he was buying me tacos. <laughs> Five. More than five tacos. Just remember that. And also joining me on the show, he is a smack daddy. He is Brad the Dad McKinnon. Brad, welcome back. Wait, I don't get tacos? You're too far. You're too far. There's a radius. You're past that radius being out in Nova Scotia. I am sorry, but we're here. We're not here to chat about tacos. We're here to chat about the week that was pro wrestling. But like I mentioned, AEW Revolution is happening right now, which just so happens to be Sting's final match. So obviously, I wanted to chat a little bit of Sting before we move on. Uh, so, gentlemen, Sting has been part of most of our viewing, watching, viewing, whatever, loving wrestling as a fan. What is your most fond Sting memory? And we're going to start with Eric. Yeah, for me, it's got to be when Sting returned from, uh, you know, being off TV and hiding in the rafters for a long time and came back in his crow gimmick. Um, the most iconic version of Sting that there is, in my opinion, and really what I attach myself to kind of the cool aspect of Sting is the mystery that came along with that gimmick and just 
everything attached to it. I mean, that even goes down to the fact of him, you know, being impersonated at certain points and then coming back wearing a plastic sting mask of his own to reveal that he was the real sting underneath. So those are my favorite moments of sting for sure. And uh, yeah, Boris, it's funny. You mentioned that this is potentially his last match, but for me, I feel like it is potentially his last match. We hear last match being thrown around so much and we know how close sting is to Ric Flair. Let's just call that right now, folks. So it, anything can happen in the future. Agreed 100%. Brad, what is your fondest Sting memory? So I, I like Eric, grew up with a little bit of that Sting. Remember playing it in the video games, the THQ games. Loved that version of Sting. But I'm going to, just for the change of pace, I enjoyed when he remade himself into Joker Sting when he was in TNA. And just the, his whole run there, just think about the guys that he bumped elbows with over the years. I mean, you talk about Seth Rollins and the guys he's doing with a wrestling now in AEW, uh, the Young Bucks. He's going to have a ma- uh, he's having a tremendous match probably right now. Actually, no, let's not kid ourselves. If this is on the radio right now, Boris, it'll be four hours from now. He's having a tremendous match. <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, he's wrestled everybody at who's who, and yeah, but that's that Sting where he went from he had a great character, Surfer Sting. He had an, a better character as Crow Sting, and then he reinvented himself again as like steve borden with the with the glasses and then the joker like he could he was a man of many faces and i think when we look back the only issue sting had was that he was not selfish enough and i'm excited for that although i'm gonna be more more like this boris more than eric it's over i think this is a man who is a a pretty high moral standard at this point in his life and yes somebody might there is a price (laughs) that anybody will pay but boy oh boy would i love to see this be it yeah, I think, you know, I'm kind of torn between both sides. There's part of me that knows how, you know, that that Sting is a man of his word, right? If there's anything that you've realized over the past week is that not one person has a bad thing to say about Sting. I think that's even what Chris Jericho recently said in an interview. And but at the same time, Ted DiBiase also said everybody's got a price. So, you know, I'm, I'm very torn whether this will be his last appearance. And when I say everybody's got a price. WrestleMania is under a month away. So just going to throw that one out there. All right, gentlemen. So that is Sting. Sting, just an icon. And like I said, most people listening to this show, watching uh, on YouTube and everywhere else, it's it's really, you know, it, it, he's been part of our wrestling viewing experience in some shape, way, or form. So it really is a very, very momentous evening here that we're having. Uh, but we're going to flip things over to WWE and it's in we're inching closer and closer and closer to the official announcement well I guess until we see the card it won't be official officially official night one Wrestlemania the Rock and Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins if Cody and Seth wins the bloodline will not be able to interfere now Brad you covered Smackdown on Friday and this is what as soon as that uh, came up. The, all I could think about is current members of the bloodline can't interfere. Brad. Oh, I really hope that that doesn't mean that we can get some random moose. I really <laughs> would like to see us get this through. By the way, Boris, I'm going to correct you. You did not call Seth by his government name. He is <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. That is his government <laughs> name. It's on his license plate. Is on his license. And yeah, I would really don't want to see anybody else get involved. In fact, my pitch has been for a while i would love to see even if they win the stip 
that you start getting the random ooses come out of the woodwork and you start having the people like Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, LA Knight, all of these guys who are wrong, Sami Zayn, anybody wrong by the bloodline, they one by one by one come out and they block it. And finally, you think the rock's going to be the one that interferes because everybody else has been taken care of. And The Rock just smiles and says, raises an eyebrow, and it's like, ha I've been playing you all along, sucker. That's why I make an L. I can see it over there, Eric, because we're recording this with cameras. Eric, is that why he's making the L? Is because he's saying, hey, Roman, you're a big loser. <laughs> I think I think that it's more of a, a gun, like kind of Cody does sometimes with his finger, the finger gun, right? And I think that's really what it is, is the golden gun of Cody Rhodes, which I, I truly think that in this like in this current landscape, especially with CM Punk being injured and that other match being off the table, I really think that this is the time now to put Cody over. I don't still don't know if it's going to happen. And there's so many reasons why. And to Boris's point, they just had Tamatanga get signed. And I know that he's not a part of the family dynamic of the bloodline, but they are mentioning that he could potentially be that random, you know, insert random ooze here. That could be Tamatanga. It could be Jacob Fatu. We all know his contract is up there as well. And we know that he's uber talented. And for whatever reason, WWE hasn't touched him before, but I think they're ready to do so now. Um, but yeah, honestly, Brad, I love that idea. I mean, I can just see it being like such a, you know, a huge moment to have the same story almost happen again. You know, the title ripped away from the competitor of Roman Reigns and all the other guys come out band together, all of the faces band against the heels to take them all out. I think that would be a crazy moment. And just thinking about it right now actually just gave me a little bit of a WrestleMania chill factor. That would be a heck of a moment because it's sort of like every story that WWE has said over the past four years coming to this glorious end at WrestleMania, extra large WrestleMania 40 in just about a month. Let's keep talking about WrestleMania. Let's talk about the women's side. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. I've been scouring the internet. I've been going on message boards, which to much like to my surprise and one of the things I'm really noticing right now is there is a lot of hate towards Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is essentially getting the Charlotte Flair treatment where people are constantly saying, oh, Becky just inserts herself. Becky gets everything. Becky's going to win. Becky controls the women's division. Can we have new people in this division? So let's talk about that first. Do you, have you been seeing the same, Brad and Eric? Let's start with Eric. I, I've been seeing the same, but I also go to question like how much of this is inserted um, into the grand scheme of social media to kind of make people think just the same way that we know that the whole we want Cody thing was entirely inserted into social media. I know that people were completely hot for it, but there's, you know, tracked um, things that we have that actually tell us that it was inserted there by people who work for the company. So. I, I go to question kind of how much hate there is for Becky Lynch. Now, what I think it is, is WWE has entirely backed themselves into a corner with Rhea Ripley. She is so dominant that, say, for example, the fans got what they wanted. Tiffany Stratton was just thrown to Rhea Ripley. Are we really going to throw Tiffany Stratton on her rise to stardom against Rhea Ripley just to get dominated? Because there's no other thing that can happen there. Rhea has to win. I'm full on in belief at this point that if Rhea Ripley was taking on Roman Reigns, it's Rhea Ripley that's winning that match. Like that is how much stock WWE has in her. And she's got to be the top draw for the company. Like she absolutely is. 
Becky, I feel that it's bad. Like she's going to get that hate. But who else would you go with? It has to be Becky. There's nobody else who can compete against Rhea. They need to build up the division more. There's lots of other women that are there, but sometimes they push women too soon, and we've seen what happened. I mean, Nikki Cross comes to mind. They pushed her. They she was there was a flicker there, and then they blew on the flame and it blew it out. I would make the same case with a few other people. Liv Morgan comes to mind. Like there's something there, but they haven't quite found it, and then they pushed it too fast, and people were done with it. It's it is very tough because i think that's the only match you can have boris you have another believable opponent i mean they could throw jade in there but then that makes Rhea look bad she needs to be beat by somebody that is on her level and with charlotte out and mercedes signing with AEW, who do you got it's bailey and becky that's it but that's the thing you know i i'm still firmly under the belief that at wrestlemania we are going to be seeing a passing of the torch of sorts from Becky Lynch to Rhea Ripley to continue this momentous reign that Rhea Ripley is having. But you're also seeing some seeds being planted with the Jade Cargos, with Tiffany Stratton's just atmospheric just launch, uh, you know, with the rocket that they've strapped behind her and the fan reaction that she's been getting. I really do think that we are going to be seeing a new era, a new generation of the women's division in WWE led by Jade Cargill. Rhea Ripley and Tiffany Stratton because Brad, those reactions that she's getting on SmackDown every week, they're just crazy. As the heel, as the heel, they're not even trying to push her yet. The other big thing is that's something most of the internet trolls, and I'll say trolls rather than fans, are, aren't catching. What if Becky is doing the right thing? What if she is putting over and then building this up for a longer reign? I think people are so jaded by the Roman Reigns title reign that they're like they don't like these long reigns on the other hand um gunther like eric you watch gunther every week there when he loses that title he's making whomever he loses it to of course yeah when when he loses that title he's gonna make whoever he's gonna lose it to and he's gonna climb up to the main event like that's just what's gonna happen with him and you can see that happening with so many other stars too but for Rhea Ripley's reign like I haven't really and I watch her every single week too I haven't felt like it's too long and I feel like every single one of her wins is justified with Roman Reigns there's always some interference there's always insert random moose and it always has some shenanigans attached with it Rhea just comes and puts on these incredible matches she carried Nia Jax to her best match ever at Elimination Chamber like hands down like that's saying a lot guys Nia Jax Come on. <laughs> but yeah, WWE, WWE has no problem as far as the future goes of their women's division. But as far as WrestleMania goes, you can't throw in any of those new names who are rising to the top against Rhea. It just can't happen. The Raw after WrestleMania is typically seen as the quote unquote season premiere of WWE and I think that's exactly we're going to be getting on both sides both the men and the women's and well we're going to have to stay tuned and see what happens in mid-April when that night comes but I'm really looking forward to it because if you look up and down the roster the entire roster of WWE we're in for some very very exciting times gentlemen thank you so much for joining me here on the SME Roundtable we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're going to be joined by kyle davis of the nwa and this is an entry that tommy martinez from slam wrestling conducted earlier this week just remember you can see the entire article over at slam the best place for news opinions 
of the written word as it pertains to pro wrestling. That's slamwrestling.net. So we're going to take a quick break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs, and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public consigners. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And welcome back to TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be showing some love to other promotions out there because it's more than just WWE and AEW out there in the world. So today we're going to be focused on some NWA and courtesy of our family over at SlamWrestling.net. We have an exclusive interview with Kyle Davis of the NWA and Tommy Martinez did a fantastic job of conducting this interview. And you can take a look at the full interview over at slamwrestling.net for the best news, opinions, interviews, and TV reports, and so much more. Go on over to slamwrestling.net and stay over here at SNME Radio for all of your podcasts. So without further ado, here is the interview with NWA's Kyle Davis. We are talking with, uh, for the interest of brevity here, we'll say co-operators here. Yeah, uh, that works for me. Perfect. And I just realized I made a pun. Apologies. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's early and the coffee's now kicking in. Anyway, oh, no, uh, I understand completely. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, just to kick it off, obviously, Billy Corgan was not available. You told me in a text he was busy recording, recording songs, recording, uh, recording music. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins will be touring this year with Green Day in mm-hmm. select places that we hope to have some maybe possible NWA wrestling going on at those shows. More to come on that. But uh, currently, Smashing Pumpkins are in the studio, you know, working on some stuff right there as a follow up to last year's autumn album so we'll see what happens which uh brings me now to where you're located if i've got my if i got my geography right and i believe i do you're currently in dothan alabama or uh and ua will be in dothan alabama this saturday and tickets okay. are still available it's going to be a packed house as it is we'd love to have more people there the merrier hard times 2024 an nwa live signature event it'll be taped to air in future episodes of NWA Power on CW. Perfect. And that's actually the question I'm going to lead into right now. Now, Hard Times used to be the 
I'll say, tentpole pay-per-views of the Lightning One era of the National Wrestling Alliance. Why the switch up to uh, TV tapings? Well, the TV tapings is, as we're on CW, that changes the dynamic of what we do. And for the time being, while we're dealing with that dynamic and the transition, you know, our contract with Fight uh, for its course, which is, is all well and good. We wish Fight the best and everything. And for the time being, instead of not having any of these shows while we find the next distribution, will it be on CW, will it be on another thing, will it be on actual pay-per-view, we thought, you know, why wait? We have programming that we want to have fill and we want to have these events. So for the time being, right now, Hard Times 2024, this iteration, this year's version of it, is going to be a live event that will be taped for future viewing for the fans to watch anywhere, CW TV or the CW app. Okay. So to be clear, um, Fight, now Thriller TV, you don't have a contract with them at this time, is that right? Or We are open to working with them in the future, but at this time, our content is not on their platform. Okay. All right. Um, so that answers that part. And since this is mostly for the foreseeable future, it sounds like going to be uh, exclusive to the CW then. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh since being on the CW app, uh, what's been fan response to uh, watching it on the C-Dub? One of the greatest parts about being on CW is quality. You know, you get so used to seeing something on YouTube or on another platform or this, that, or the other thing, to actually see it, you know, projected onto the TV, if you have the ability to do that with Roku or other things, uh, is really you notice the detail, you notice the sound quality, the lighting, and everything of that aspect. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as the fan base goes, CW is available in North America, and we are in talks with a number of places to see where we can get that content for international non-American viewership. Uh, But CW is the the company that we did the deal with, and it just still boggles my mind. People always joke about, oh, I I wonder what would have happened if you guys didn't have that Sal Wynn thing with Sinister Minister James Mitchell. That had absolutely nothing to do with anything. You know, the Mm -hmm. truth is when you make a deal with a company or a TV station like CW, you know, you are doing what they want with that programming. And CW currently, like every other company that does entertainment, is trying to get more people to their streaming platform. And Mm -hmm. so we are one of those things that they put on the streaming platform as an incentive for people to be looking at it right now. So I I wish I could say, hey, people really in the world are, are... our, our Jim Mitchell thing affected everything, but the truth of the matter is, is fans feel like it affected everything, but it had no effect on anything that was already in talk. So that does, um, and just to, and I know this has uh, been a while since uh, that uh, pay-per-view, but just to be clear, um, uh, was there even a talk about being on TV proper versus as just the streaming app? I mean, there's always an opportunity for anything, but CW essentially was like, we want your programming. And from that point on, what they were doing, it was always going back and forth. And there's always the opportunity for it. Uh, We recently had the press release just go out about the other programming. When we signed with CW, Billy mentioned that there was two shows that would be there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And one of those is, it was in the press release, so I guess I could say this right now, is a reality show that will follow Billy and the National Wrestling Alliance around. Uh, yeah, and I name not determined oh, yet, but uh, that will be airing with the CW, and wherever CW chooses to put that, uh, that's up for them to call. And of course, there I recall, uh, and I think it's okay to say this now, I suppose, 
you were filming uh, during NWA 75 and obviously before that. Wh when did the reality uh, filming start or how much or how little can you say? Uh, we've had pretty much cameras with us off and on for the last year. So you'll see the, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, and uh, the personality dynamics that go on behind the scenes from it. You know, I, I, I'd i like to say that we all get along fantastically, but there's also every now and then, like any work situation or anybody in actual life and day-to-day, -day, you know, personalities conflict at times. And so mm -hmm. the fans will eventually get to see how one rock star has to deal with an entire group of individuals that, you know, sometimes aren't, aren't as close to the family as you wish they could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that does bring up a question. I did talk to... Um, uh, an individual, uh, never mind who, he he was mentioning something similar with what WWE used to do on their old network program. It was like uh, the name of the show escapes me, but it was kind of similarly based, except it only focused on the WWE Performance Center and NXT and all that stuff. And he kind of mentioned there were points that some of the comments the coaches would do would eventually bury the talent, and then that could uh, hurt them down the road. Do you mm. foresee issues like that? And forgive me, I, I, I wish I knew the name of the title of the show. It's just not coming to me at the moment. I I don't foresee any issues with anything of that such. Uh, otherwise, I might get buried as well, because at the end <laughs> of the day, when those cameras were running, I I know I was being myself. I know Joe was being himself. I know Billy was being himself. And all the talent that crossed the, the window of that plane of the camera definitely was also being in line with who I know them to be. Um, mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, if us being us hasn't created any issues in our work environment with each other, uh, I don't see that changing just because somebody else gets to see where they go, wow, uh, Kyle might be kind of a lovable idiot at times, or Joe is very intense, or Billy smiles, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, God bless your self-deprecation, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's the truth. Here's, here's, here's the fact of the matter. I am lucky enough to be involved in professional wrestling, which is something I grew up loving as a kid. And then through a series of events, I went from a wrestler to a broadcaster to a uh, ring-announcing broadcaster who happens to work now backstage in a wrestling company that was one of the biggest things in the world at one point in time and has a historic precedent for being something that every other wrestling company, with the exception of AEW, spread out of at one point in time or another. Um, it, it's a weird, crazy life. Uh, I work for a rock star who I grew up listening to, and I, I've made friends, and I'm having a conversation with you, and right around the corner, reality show, we're about to be on CW, uh, which we are, and it's just, the sky's the limit. I don't know what the world's going to bring. All I know is if you asked me three years ago, Kyle, is this where you're going to be in 2024? I would have said, I have no idea what you're talking about. That sounds really weird. And then also, at the same time, inversely, with the stress level, I get grazed now. And it's like the monkey's paw. Be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it in a way you don't know about. Right. Well, let's talk about what uh, everybody is starting to get as well, and that is uh, promotions that are uh, under the NWA banner. So there's first Exodus Pro, then recently Joe Kazana Promotions, and, and forgive me if I'm West. Up. It, NWA Southwest, yep, JCP, NWA South, uh, Southeast, I'm sorry. Uh, the other thing that just happens, NWA Chicago, right in Billy Corrigan's own backyard. 
Thank um, you. That was actually what I was going to lead up to, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, first show will be taking place on March 8th, if my math goes there. Sorry, I've got so many dates that we're building up between NWA 76 that's going to be coming to you from an area that nobody's seen the NWA in in a while as well. We've got Crockett Cup right around the corner. But uh, coming up on March 8th is going to be uh, NWA Chicago, the initial debut territory of our third territory right in the backyard of William Patrick Corgan, NWA president himself. Um, and eventually people always ask, when are we going to be able to see this content? I mean, you can see it live in person if you're in any of these areas. It's kind of the idea of giving, you know, people a platform to build and grow upon and then transition over to the main NWA roster, uh, kind of get eyes as a test run on who does and doesn't work in front of those crowds and then try out new characters and, and personalities and all that. Um, but the Chicago thing, as far as that goes, real excited about that. Uh, everybody is going to be a part of that coming up in a few weeks. And the territories, we hope one day, in the very near future, to start airing on our YouTube channel so fans could see a, a little taste of those as well. Okay. And then I guess the only uh, few questions I have left here, um, kind of tying in everything that we've talked about here, when the, and I use the term loosely, news sources said that, as you pointed out, Mitchell heard it, heard this, and... Uh, this is what's going on with the NWA brand. Bill Corgan doesn't use the whole thing. You've seen subreddit. Um, <laughs> you, I have the internet, and yes, I do see things on Twitter, and people post all the time. It's, yes. uh, it, it's fantastic that, that people are interested. Uh, I just wish people were as attentive to us when things are going great and when cool things are happening, which they always are. Uh, versus just when somebody tells them something negative and then they start paying more attention. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, negativity is always going to be something that people latch on to more to than positivity. Uh, it's why you don't see a lot of things about adorable puppies having successful lives on the news, only when something horrible happens, like, you know, you know, the rest of the world right now. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, is that it's kind of confirmation bias. If you want things to be bad in a certain way, you're going to look for only the bad, even if the other 95% of it is something that doesn't go along with that. And 95% of the time, the National Wrestling Alliance is pretty effing great. Uh, we have fans coming to the shows. People watch the programming, the interactions, the talent, the office, everybody. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite places I've ever worked, and I've worked in corporate America. I've worked for, you know, Whole Foods, Hard Rock. I've been all over the place. I got my start in Ring of Honor, and now I'm here. It's Once you've been around, you start acknowledging that, oh, no matter where you are, people are always going to think the grass is greener somewhere else. And really, the truth of the matter is the grass is always going to be greener where you water it. And if people don't realize that and are only looking at the one brown spot that's in that yard instead of everything else that looks flourishing, uh, that's unfortunate, but that is the Internet for the most part. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe it's human nature. Maybe it's just we have the ability when nobody's looking at us in person and we're just typing out things. We could be like, hey, hey, hey. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is is that people, people for some reason didn't like Salwin as a show. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Very entertaining and all this and that, whatever. Um, and, and here's something that I've always tried to tell anybody. The great thing about professional wrestling, most like anything else in sports and entertainment, is that there is a taste for everybody. There's a flavor as long as you're willing to be open to it. And just because one thing isn't your taste or your flavor doesn't mean it's somebody else's jam. They might love it. And the fact of the matter is I've heard a lot of positives, except the vocal minority 
is the one that is the, oh, this happened and this happened. If only this, and they screwed up and this, that, and the other thing. You know, that's a narrative that I, I, I'm happy that people focused on because it gave us attention. But I, I also just wish people knew the reality of the situation, which is when you're, you're dealing with a TV network, they are going to up and down decide what to do with you. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but let's be honest right here. People focused on that as the time frame when they kind of missed the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, NXT signed with C- CW not long after that, which means while everything was going on, they were talking to CW, which mm-hmm. means – we never lost anything. Hmm. We were a in a position to be a part of something while they were talking to somebody else, too. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, if you look at those time frames, one wrestler on the roster playing into a character that is a character he's always portrayed in professional wrestling for the last 20 years uh, wasn't the catalyst. It was a bigger fish being the catalyst. And thankfully, we're in a network that's big enough for everybody to be good. And one person's success is another person's success. I've always hated the idea that more for me is less for you. There's plenty to go around. And one person's exposure and one group's exposure can do nothing but help the other group as well. Well, and thank you for anticipating my other question about uh, the elephant in the room. And that was NXT coming back in or coming to you in October on the C-Dub. So I guess the only last uh, question I have is that uh, you're go- you guys have the headwind at this point until NXT officially drops, whenever that's going to be. Uh, do you feel like uh, there's going to be an incentive to amp things up for everybody, or is it going to be is that going to affect the morale or? I don't think it's going to affect the morale at all. I think that anything that gets eyes on CW will do nothing but help everyone else that's on there, and that's us. We don't have the giant national campaigns, the 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 money and everything else of giant network TV. Um, again, you know, you look at other companies and you go like, oh, you guys had this one thing. You look at other companies and you're like, I mean, they've had a lot of big things in the last few months. And uh, that I won't touch base on, but Mm -hmm. attention is attention. And and thankfully, when you have the biggest dog in your yard that's going to be coming to the place that your dog's living, um, people are going to be like, oh, there's another dog in that yard now, too, which is fine. I Bad analogy, but still, uh, the premise of it (laughs) is that uh, I'm not worried about NXT coming to CW because I know that just means more people are going to start watching CW, and that means more people will be like, hey, I want more wrestling. This thing's here. Ooh, NWA, I'm going to give that a shot. Um, so and, and it's trickle-down effect. I, I do believe that them being on the CW will do nothing but help us. One of the few times I hope trickle-down uh, economic sector <laughs> But all this. Well, Sorry, man, you set it up. And economics don't work. What does work is attention. There you Trickle go. Down that, attention. that I will agree with. 
Huge thanks to Tommy and Slam Wrestling for that interview. We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And just remember that when we come back, we are going to be talking with Tommy Martinez himself about the state of NWA in 2024. And we're going to be talking about how they replenish the roster when people move on how and what the outlook is with the CW app. Well, like I mentioned, we're going to be taking a quick break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. special friends you can catch greg and brad your smack daddies each weekend on the snme radio network we cover our lives what's happening on the east coast and eventually cover smackdown check us out each week at sundaynightsmainevent.com please subscribe to get your smack daddies and the rest of the snme radio network content directly to your podcatcher for less than a dollar a week we the ones This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And welcome back to TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks and just before the commercial break, you heard an intro from NWA's Kyle Davis. And joining me right now here on the show is from Slam Wrestling, SlamWrestling.net, the best place where you can find news, opinion, interviews, TV reports, and so much more. That's SlamWrestling.net. And like I said, joining me right now is Tommy Milagro Martinez. Tommy, welcome to Sunday night's main event. Da, 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 da. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, so you've been covering NWA for the past several years for Slam Wrestling. You've seen their ups, you've seen their downs, and you've kind of seen the, well, everything in between, to say the least. But let's focus on NWA from 2017 and on. And the reason why I say 2017 and on is because that Mm -hmm. is when Billy Corgan officially took over the NWA. And the first few years, well, things were looking very, very good. As soon as NWA Power launched, it was almost must watch can't miss tv well youtube i guess but then covid (laughs) happened and since covid we've seen a lot of ups and downs so i wanted to bring you on the show not only as a follow-up to listening to kyle davis but getting your opinion as someone who follows nwa week after week after week for slam wrestling and kind of let's talk about the state of nwa here in march of 2024 and you you touched on some very good points right there, Boris. Out of your point about from when the time Corgan bought uh, the NWA brand and has built it up, you could see at least from those initial years until they started doing NWA Power, they really did their best to build the brand, and especially uh, with Nick Aldis, the national treasure building that brand and i think it was when um 
it was when the first all in where uh Cody Rhodes, the Bucks, uh really shone a light on wrestlers that haven't had that chance to really be in the spotlight because of I won't say certain promotions are, you know, putting the glass ceiling. WWE, excuse me. Oh my god, my my allergies are kicking up here. <clears throat> anyway. I would never slam anybody like that. No pun intended. I, but I did show uh, not only other wrestlers, but what the NWA was bringing to the table. And after that, that begat not just all elite wrestling, but that also begat NWA power. And to your point, it was a great nostalgic feel, but it had a modern twist to it. And they were ready to do some big things until, as you mentioned, the pandemic kicked in. And they were just trying to stay relevant. But certain people that were part of the original power, they had to, they, you know, they were like anybody else. They had to find work. And among them, Eddie Kingston, he was part of power. And he... Luckily, got a spot with All Elite Wrestling, uh, just to name a few. Thunder Rosa, well, Thunder Rosa, I, I don't know, I don't remember or know how how it got worked out, but she was holding the Burke at the time, the NWA Women's World Championship, but still fighting and defending that title on All Elite uh, Wrestling's program, Dynamite. Um. It was a weird synergy at that time until things got back to normal? Question mark? So. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> And I am going right? to catch it like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly it, right? A normal, we'll, we'll put the caveat there. Uh, but, you know, NWA seems to have some great talent within it similar to tna similar to mlw you know you taught you brushed on nick aldis he had a historic reign with the big gold including a great match with cody at all in we have camille who over 400 days held the women's championship but one of the issues that nwa seems to have is what non major like what the big two promotions don't seem to face and that's a revolving door of talent moving on to aew and WWE. So, you know, mm -hmm. how does that work into kind of the planning for NWA? Because, you know, they've had this revolving door and somehow similar to MLW, similar to TNA, mm -hmm. they can always replenish and build new stars. Yeah. And I, and uh, one thing I'm going to correct on you, my man, um, uh, Camille uh, had a 831 day uh, run with the Burke. The thing, the reason why that uh, that those uh, other promotions work, like MLW, and definitely why NWA does uh, work in terms of replenishing talent, is because there is untapped resources, and at the I will say this, and I will die on this hill. Corgan and Davis and everybody else is starting to tap into that vein. And it was because of that, they were able in certain promotions, they got a good relationship with, like with uh, Tom Pritchard's uh, Academy, they were able a Silas Mason out of this. And 
he is he's going to be a bigger star down the road. I I am going to stake that claim on that subject there. He's a good example of that. And there's other guys there like the Immortals, Kratos and Odinson. They are the epitome of what uh, tag team wrestling is, as are Blunt Force Trauma uh, being led by Aaron Stevens, who certain fans would remember as Damian Sandow. Also, if you're now thinking, I remember that guy, you're welcome. So <laughs> had to do that little throwback there. The point is, is that, and I've talked to Corgan about this um, in an interview I did last year for Slam Wrestling. It's all being built on youth. And that is why it is going to, Number one, that is why they're able to replenish their roster if certain members uh, leave the promotion. Right, Like right now, Camille is no longer with NWA, but that's going to leave the door open for other talent in the women's division to step up their game. And those are some huge shoes to fill. And Kenzie Page right now is getting there. She just needs that one big opponent to really spotlight that in my opinion um and as for the men's division right now everything is looking good and they are doing their best to really sell the 10 pounds of gold uh, as being the top uh tier prize there they're not treating it as like a you know the a throwaway title or anything like that the other thing that i really like about the nwa is that for the most part most of the wrestlers, they don't really all fit into a, uh, a heel or a face uh, 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 personality. Most of the time, they're, they're tweeners. And that's more interesting to me because they treat it like it's a sport. And it's, and it's very fascinating to see. And now, I may not get all of the booking decisions, but... I will say this, and I have said it before, I'm not bored with uh, the booking of the NBA. I'm curious to see what's going to be happening with this person, what's going to be happening with this angle. This may lead to something else. Over the past six months, the NWA have, have been making a lot of curious decisions. One of them is bringing back promotions and, and, and kind of like NWA being that governing body. Talk to me about that and how you see that's going to benefit NWA. I, I think uh, the promotions that they're uh, bringing in under the NWA banner, there's Exodus Pro, which is based in the uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. Um, a, a person I interviewed recently, uh, Chelsea, who's also a radio DJ out in the Cleveland area, uh, is going to find some benefits from that. And you're starting to see that right now because Tiffany Nieves, uh, who is a who's being billed as La Princesa, is getting her moment to shine in the nwa at the moment and in fact uh as we're talking right now they just recently did the hard times uh tv tapings more on that later folks um and apparently she was featured in a uh four-way match there so 
obviously the NWA is seeing something in her that it's going to uh, bring it to the spotlight. And then the other uh, promotion, uh, Joe Casano Promotions, now NWA Southeast, as what uh, Carl Davis told me the other day. Uh, that's uh, Joe Casana that his kids, AJ and Casey Casana wrestling as the country gentleman. That's another huge faction. And they're based in the Tennessee area, which was once a hotbed of professional wrestling. So that's also going to be a huge thing to come across here. And as we're going to be talking, and I, I think I spotlighted it in the, in the interview I did with Davis, but just some things to keep in mind, they're going to be having some more promotions with NWA Chicago. And they're, he didn't uh, say too much, Davis didn't, but it's definitely looking like they're trying to build up more with that. So it goes back to the question before of how are they able to replenish their roster? That's how. And this leads them up into at least this bigger of a spotlight, and especially now with uh, their uh, tapings over at the CW app. And you just brought that up to CW app. There were a lot of rumors that they would be on the CW network. Things happened at, at certain pay-per-views that may have kind of taken that back. At the end of the day, we don't know exactly what happened. But, uh, you know, it was announced earlier this year that the CW app will be holding all of the NWA shows and library. And mm -hmm. they will have future specials moving forward. So, again... Huge deal. Very interesting that CW is putting a lot of money behind wrestling at this point because, as you know, NXT will be on the CW network later on this year. So, Tommy, talk mm -hmm. to me about the deal that NWA has with the CW app and what this means in terms of pay-per-views. Well, we talked about that with Davis uh, last week, and that's in the... The interview I did, which you can find at slamwrestling.net. Shameless plug. And, <laughs> hey, I got to uh, plug my stuff somehow, my man. But all kidding aside, um, the thing is, is that uh, the NWA mostly did their pay-per-views on flight, now called Triller TV. Yep. Stupid name, but whatever. Um, and uh, I, I even asked uh, Davis point blank. I was like, so... Do you have the? Do you have something place with them? He's like, uh, right now we're and his exact words are right now we're exploring other options, but we we don't have a contract with them at this time. So that means uh, it's anybody's guess where they would end up. And I mean, you could do a bleacher report. You could do. I don't, I can't think of any other places right now. And honestly, I don't even know about the pay-per-view being that viable and that's a larger issue down the road because honestly and and, and tell me when i'm telling lies because cm punk's not using that term anymore um when we say wwe has this pay-per-view we're saying it out of habit and it's not really a pay-per-view you're not paying anything other than the subscription you're in and it's and with all wrestling they're the only true pay-per-view at this point any other promotions, they're doing it through fight or whatever, and technically that's a pay-per-view, but I don't think it's going to be like the true pay-per-view like WWE used to have with the WrestleManias and all that stuff. Now, as it relates to the NWA, 
And that's as, and I asked him about that as well because Hard Times was the signature temple pay per view of the NWA in the Lightning One era. So they would have that, then Crockett Cup, and recently NWA seventy five going into seventy six this year. And I asked him what about Hard Times, and he said, "Well, we have this content and." Davis told me we just decided to do this as exclusive uh, TV stuff for the CW. So it sounds like they're putting all their eggs in the basket to really get some headwind and really drive the fact that wrestling is on the CW, which, you know, it's it's free and they're going to get advertising. In my opinion, they're going to get advertising dollars out of this. How viable a strategy is it? I don't know. I, I this is where I haven't really examined the numbers on that yet. But it is exciting because it shows other things that people could watch. If you're tired of certain other promotions, is they're going to show this is why the NWA has value. This is why, especially nowadays with this new roster, you're going to see some very interesting things going forward. And then if they have that big event, whether it's Crockett Cup or whatever, you'll see some pay-per-views down the road or some other way they can mon- – how do you uh, pronounce it? Monetize? Mon- monetize, yes. Yeah, monetize. Thank you. And that's the thing, right? I, I do foresee Crockett Cup. Crockett Cup can sell itself. The NW Anniversary Show mm-hmm. can sell itself as a pay-per-view in some shape or form. So I do foresee that kind of being somewhere in the world on a pay-per-view, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening on TSN Radio <laughs> and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, but Tommy, like I said, 2024 has already started off to be an interesting year for NWA. What do you foresee from the NWA in 2024? That's a, yeah, that that's a good question. Right now, I don't, I don't know what to foresee at this point. It's still, it still feels brand new to me. Um, but I will say this honestly, I'm not bored with anything I'm seeing on the program. I am seeing some stars uh, on their roster really elevating. Now, before I continue, because some people are listening to me and they're going, oh, he's an apologist. Corgan sucks, blah, blah, blah. You've seen a subreddit. The point is, I I get it. It's not the same uh, NWA that you first saw on power with all this, with Kingston, with all this other stuff. And I see those comments. I wish it was like this. I wish it was like, yeah, I wish it, there wasn't a pandemic as well so that they could have continued with that run. But we have to move forward the best we can, folks. And that circles back to that whole point. This is definitely a different NWA, but they have done everything to keep that ship moving forward. And they are definitely moving in a very interesting direction. Now, whether it's good, whether it's bad, I, that, uh, that I won't say. I will say this. I'm not bored with them. And and you want to know how bored I get? And tell me if this is true, Boris. I will haiku a review of a TV show without delay. 
which there by the way go. i did that uh last night <laughs> <laughs> and there you go and you can catch all of tommy's work with the nwa and so much more over at slam wrestling slamwrestling.net for all the news interviews tv reports opinions and so much more and just remember thank you to slam wrestling and the entire slam wrestling crew including tommy for being part of the s enemy family tommy thank you so much for joining me here on the show and i hope to have you back chatting more nwa Thank you. You've been listening to Sunday night's main event over the past hour, which means that we've been talking wrestling for an entire hour. And like I said, we shifted things a little bit this week because right now, if you're listening on the radio, chances are Sting is about to have his final match. AEW Revolution is happening. You know, the wrestling world being so large, let's give some love and spotlight to some of the other shows around. So thank you much for listening. You've been listening to Sunday night's main event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network and we've been powered by Destiny Wrestling. For all tickets and show information, go to destinywrestling.ca. That's destinywrestling.ca. If you want to be part of the SNME family, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash Radio. And for $5 a month, you get extras and so much more, so much more to be announced. That's patreon.com slash SNME radio if you want to listen to each and every one of our shows including tv reports and opinion shows and roundtables well go to your favorite podcast catcher or podcasting app and search for sunday night's main event if you're on facebook and you want to give your opinion each and every single day we even have tv threads well go to facebook.com and all you need to do is search for s and me Radio. Once again, whether this is the first episode you're listening to or the 321st episode, we thank you so much for listening to Sunday night's main event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And until next time, stay tranquilo. Thanks for finding Sunday Night's Main Event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.